Right, welcome everybody. Uh, we've been off for a couple of weeks, but we're back this week with a wild card weekend edition of Wager Ragers. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? So there are four games on the slate this weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Each of us is going to analyze one game, and then uh, all three of us are going to give us, give everyone and every one of you our opinion on game number four. So uh, there's two games on Saturday. Uh, the first game is Buffalo-Houston, which um, I believe we're going to leave for last. Um, so I'm going to start off with the Saturday evening game or Saturday night game, which is the Titans and the Patriots. Now, I looked at this game, and to me, I think this might be the game of the weekend. Um, we have the Tennessee Titans, who are one of the hottest teams coming into the playoffs. Um, there are so many connections between the Patriots and the Titans. You have Deion Lewis and Logan Ryan playing for the Titans, who used to play for the Patriots. Logan Ryan, a former Rutgers player. We have the general manager, John Robinson, for the Titans, who was a scout with the Patriots from 2002 to 2013. And he hired Mike Vrabel, who's the head coach of the Titans, who was a linebacker for Bill Belichick's Patriot teams that won the Super Bowl multiple times. So, you know, there's sort of this incestual um, aspect to this game. And I love how the Titans are coming into this game. They're five and three on the road. And you think of the Patriots as being this invincible force at Foxborough, but guess what? They're six and two at home and they just got beat by the Miami Dolphins at home with everything on the line for a first round bye. The Patriots, you know, they started off like gangbusters on defense and they were the number one defense in the league. I, they're still up there as one of the top defenses in the league, but it's a little bit, um, how do I put this? Uh, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a kind of a falsehood as to how great their defense is because they played a lot of really bad teams in the beginning of the year. I mean, just to throw some stats out there, when I compare the two offenses, uh, the Patriots offense is putting up 26.3 points a game while the, ten, ten, uh, the Titans are putting up 25.1 points a game. Pretty close. Uh, rushing yards, uh, the Patriots – are rushing for 106 yards per game, while the Titans are rushing for 138.9 points a game. Uh, Patriots are passing for 247.6, and the Titans are passing, passing yards of 223.9. When you add up their rush and pass yards for both teams, they're about even. Their points are not substantially different. So from an offensive perspective, their stats look like they're pretty even. But I'm going to say, look, the beginning of the year, the Patriots were putting up points. But again, they were playing bad teams. They were playing the Jets twice within four, four or five weeks. Um, they played the Dolphins early on. They played some really bad teams that really padded their stats. The Titans, on the other hand, have won seven of their last 10 games. And they have a stud named Derrick Henry, who led the league in rushing 1,540 yards. And listen to this, 16 touchdowns and a rookie by the name of A.J. Brown, who had over 1,000 yards receiving. I heard a stat today. It's the first time in many years that they've, a team has had two players that have had five plays of over 50 yards in a single season. 
and Henry and A.J. Brown did the same. Uh, quick stat, A.J. Brown's had a touchdown in his last four games. And so I looked at the defensive stats, and, and that's where there's a stark difference. But I'm going to sort of give you this caveat. Um, the Patriots are the best against the pass. They, put up, they only let up 180.4 yards per pass per game in the passing game. But they gave up 340 yards to the Dolphins last week at home. So I'm looking at this game, and the Patriots are in the wild card game. They're 2-1 and one in wild card games since Bill Belichick's became the coach, but they've never gone to the Super Bowl. They've lost in the wild card. They lost last, last weekend to the Dolphins at home. The point spread in this game is five. The uh, Patriots are giving five points at home. I looked at this game and I said to myself, given the way the Tennessee Titans are coming to this game, given the way their, their offensive stats are pretty similar and how many passing yards the Patriots gave up to the Dolphins last week and with a stud like Eric, Derrick Henry and a, and a rookie wide receiver like A.J. Brown, I love the Titans in this game. I'll take the five points for Tennessee. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. But given the history of the Patriots in the playoffs, tough for me to say that the Patriots are going to lose this game. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think five points is too much here. I see a close game. I see a three-point game either way. Um, Patriots probably coming out on top. Still wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Um, That's my analysis of this game. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. It's crazy, right? The Patriots at home giving less than a touchdown, but I am scared a little bit that the um, Titans are going to come into New England and just run all over them. Um, The only thing that gives me a little bit of pause is that even though the Patriots defense was a lot worse in the second half of the season, especially the last quarter of the season, their secondary is still really, really good. And I can't get rid of the thought that Belichick's going to come up with something to beat Tannehill. He knows Tannehill. He faced Tannehill for years when he was in Miami. So I feel pretty good that the Patriots are going to win the game, but I do agree with something you said right at the end, JT, is that the Patriots can win this game, but still not cover the five. This game does have a feeling like that for me as well. Um, ah, If this wasn't a wild card playoff game, I think I might just stay away from it altogether. Since there's only four games, I've got to take it. I think I would take the Patriots and give the points, but really not feel good about it for all of those reasons. So on the subject of Tannenhill, did you know he is now the highest rated starting quarterback of 2019? That's right. 117.5 QB rating right now. And incredibly, it's the fourth highest single season rating of all time. This is Ryan Tannehill we're talking about here, which is – mind-boggling stat only behind uh i think aaron Rodgers in 2011 peyton manning in 2004 and nick Foles in 2013 so you know he's in the perfect offense it seems and i agree belichick knows Tannehill, but couldn't one argue that mike Vrabel also knows belichick right that maybe you know this incest i guess you will jt as you referred to it before like you know they know each other so well that kind of counters out some of these factors um I, I like the Titans. I think they have a very stout defense, underrated defense, actually. I think they're they're old-school football team, throwback, run the ball, stop the run, rush the passer. I think this is a close game. I agree. I think it's probably a, a three-point field goal, last-minute type situation. 
give me the Titans in this one. Yeah, you know, on that on that Tannehill, um, that Tannehill note, uh, if you look at just touchdowns to interceptions, you know, Ryan Tannehill didn't play, it didn't start until what about five, six, seven weeks into the season when Mariota okay. got benched. He has twenty-two touchdowns and six interceptions. Tom Brady, twenty-four touchdowns, eight interceptions, almost identical stats, and Brady played the entire season. So there's. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Tannehill has that passer rating um, that he has because, um, listen, the Titans are a hot team. And he came in there like gangbusters. He's played really well under the system. I have a lot of faith in him. I understand that the Patriots' secondary is really, really good. I mean, Jason McCourty is, is, um, is banged up. Um, he's got a groin injury. He's probably going to gut it out and play. Um, but I see this as a really close game. I mean, Julian Edelman's been a shell of himself the last few weeks. He's got a knee. He's got a shoulder. He's got his chest that he's dealing with. So, yeah, I think this is a close game. Quick prop. Uh, Derrick Henry, over 90 and a half yards. I love it. Really? Yep, love it. He actually reminds me of Brandon Jacobs, like the 2019 version, but faster. <clears throat> yeah. I already dropped two units on the Titans tonight, so. Boom. Woo! Woo! Ching! Hopefully Boom. it's better than that Wisconsin pick. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, real, real quick though, guys. Guess what Ryan Tannehill's record is at Gillette. What you got? Probably never won. Oh, and six. Yeah. I oh. Realize, I realize this is the best team he's ever played on against uh, the Pats. I realize that he's playing better than he ever has in his life, but I don't think I'm willing to bet on Belichick not figuring this guy out. Um, on round seven here. So, but again, listen, I don't feel great about it. The Patriots could end up winning this game by three points. And then, you know, you know, JT's popping bottles over there again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, those are my thoughts on it. I think I'm still going to take the path because I'd rather let my money ride on Belichick. But again, don't feel great about it. Uh, I'll, you know what? I'll just chime in real quick. I wonder what Fitzmagic's record is at Gillette because he just won last week. Mm. Probably not great. Great question. All right. Um, the, the first game on the Sunday slate is, fellas, who is it? I think it's probably the Eagle Seahawks, right? Uh, Eagle Seahawks is last of the day, I believe. So okay, I think so the New, so New Orleans uh, Vikings? Yeah. yeah, you're right. 105 game, New Orleans Vikings. Mike, go. Yeah, so uh, interesting game here. So this is actually a rematch of a classic playoff game from two seasons ago, uh, which the Vikings won. They referred to it as the Minneapolis Miracle. But this one's actually in New Orleans. So the Saints, you know, play really well at home. Uh, much better home team than away. Uh, Drew Brees just, you know, is magic in that stadium. So I expect the offense to really uh, move it a lot better than if this were away. Uh, you know, the Vikings, you know, they've had defensive issues this season. I think Brees will be able to exploit those. Uh, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's never won a playoff game. I don't know if he'll step up for this one. Uh, it's another primetime game. You know, it's, the data has shown that he hasn't played well in primetime. I mean, the Saints are the better team, in my opinion, going into this. But it's all, you know, seven and a half is a lot for a playoff game. I think these are usually very competitive games. Um, it's not like Minnesota's like a terrible team. Um, you know, from what I can tell, they've uh, only lost by seven points or more once on the road all year. So that was an interesting stat that kind of jumped out at me. And I think the Vikings compare very well to the Saints. 
uh, you know, as far as like yards per pass attempt, yards per play. Uh, you know, I, I think the Saints have been very dominant against mediocre teams. Their defense has looked mediocre against, you know, great teams like Titans and the 49ers. So, you know, this is a defense that's performed well, but I don't think it's a great defense as far as the Saints defense goes. Uh, you know, the, the Vikings, interesting note, they actually have the second-ranked red zone defense, which is pretty interesting. And, you know, even though the Vikings have looked pretty bad these past couple of weeks, they really haven't had Dalvin Cook, and I really think he's the key to the Vikings' offense. He'll be back for this game. Um, Adam Thielen is also back. You know, I think maybe he's more of a decoy at this point. He hasn't really done anything. Uh, but with Cook healthy, you know, the Vikings should be able to renew their pass action, uh, play action, excuse me. Uh, and, you know, I think that'll result in a lot of points. I think that's why their offense has struggled. Uh, I don't know if they can stop the Saints from scoring, but I think it'll make it a much closer game. Overall, I don't really like this game. I think it's just too many points in the playoff game. Um, I, I think my gut tells me the Saints will win. I don't know how, by how much, though. Um, I, I do like the over in this game, though. It's at 49 and a half currently. Uh, so, you know, the Saints, is, you know, they've been on a roll all season as far as scoring points. They've actually scored at least 34 points in six of the last seven games. Uh, and New Orleans won six of those, uh, those, those contests. So uh, each of the last three as well uh, have gone over the total for the Saints. So, you know, I like, I like the over more than I like the game. Uh, I had to take it. You know, I guess I would take the Saints – but, uh, you know, one prop bet, I also – I think Michael Thomas probably has a big game. I also like Jared Cook on this one. Uh, he's been on a roll lately. Uh, let's see, since week 12, he's posted either a touchdown or 50 receiving yards in each game and averaging 71.7 receiving yards per game during that span. So that's what I got. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, you know, I hate giving that many points in a playoff game. But I got to be honest with you, I do not trust Kirk Cousins in a big spot. I, I really don't. Um, I think the Saints are going to be raring to go. They're going to be all whopped up on Mountain Dew, especially, you know, you know, Peyton's going to be pushing what happened last year in the playoffs against the Rams on the Saints. And I think the biggest impact from that kind of prep is going to be this first game. The Saints being at home, they're like a different team. Um, they are four and one against the spread. In their last five games, um, I think Minnesota comes in, and I think I think the Saints are just going to wipe the floor with them. To be honest with you, uh, the, the Vikings are one and four against the spread in their last five games against the Saints overall. Mm. Um, and man, that's a big over. But I think that's I think that's the play here. The total has hit the over in each of Minnesota's last five games. The total has hit the over in five of New Orleans New Orleans' last seven games. Um, so I think I would take the over, uh, hate giving that many points, but I would give them and I would take the saints. So you still have it at uh, seven and a half or is that at eight right now? Seven and a half when I, I last checked it. But so DraftKings has it at eight right now. Um, I know it's still a lot of points, but, um, uh, I like the saints too. I think the saints are going to come out just raring to go. They're going to put up a lot of points. You know, the Vikings are middle of the road. Um, ladder, you know, second half of uh, defensive statistics against the pass. Michael Thomas has just been putting up numbers that are just off the charts. 
I like the Jared Cook prop. Um, I can see the, the, the Saints winning by 10 to 14 points. So, yeah, I would lay the uh, – even if it's eight points, I'd probably lay the eight with the Saints. So, John, let's move it over to you. Eagles, your team oh. in the playoffs. Our oh. New York teams eliminated. Yep. Maybe That's next year. Very excited to be, you know, looking at a game where my team is playing in it this weekend. Um, not everybody can look forward to that kind of thing. I know, guys. Sorry to say. But to be honest, to be serious, I, a couple of weeks ago, I would never have thought that they'd be playing this wild card weekend. My team, of course, being the Eagles fan that I am, um, I, I, was, I think I was saying this to one of you earlier today, is I often try to hedge my bets emotionally when it comes to the Eagles. And I think I even go over to the other side a bit and, you know, bet on the team that they're, they're playing against because as an Eagles fan, I see all the warts. I watch every single game and I see everything that's wrong with them. So I, I always see how they could lose. Plus, if I bet on the other team, if uh, the Eagles win and I lose money, I don't care because the Eagles won. That being said, my feeling is going the other way here. The numbers, they're not helping me that much, guys. Um, the Eagles and Seahawks, the Eagles have lost five in a row to the Seahawks and seven out of their last eight. Russell Wilson has never lost to the Eagles. Carson Wentz has never beaten the Seahawks. Um, that doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good at all. However, I don't think that totally tells the tale. I think the fact that the Eagles are playing at home in this game is huge. It's absolutely beyond huge. Um, this year, the defense for the Eagles gives up 12 less points at home than it does on the road. I think the defense can play well enough to keep them in this game uh, and close enough to actually win. They're only giving up like 18 points a game at home. Carson Wentz can figure out a way to score 18 points. The last time these guys played, just a few weeks ago, it was in Philly, and the Seahawks won 17-9. That doesn't tell the whole story, though. It was 10-3 going into the last quarter, and I watched that game, guys. I watched every play of that game, and Carson Wentz had probably the worst game of his career. Uh, he had one game against the Bengals his rookie year that, that was really, really bad. But I don't know. This, all things considered, this might have been his worst game of the year. And the Eagles still had every chance to win that game and just couldn't pull it out at the end. The NFL has so much parity in it right now, as the Dolphins showed us last week against the Patriots. I just think it's difficult to expect a team to play at another team's home stadium and beat them twice there. Uh, and that's what we'd be, we'd be expecting the Seahawks to do in this case. I don't think they're going to do it. I think the Eagles are going to pull this game out. And perhaps one of the best stats that I've seen so far, it's not even Eagles-based as a team at the players. It's based on Doug Peterson. This will mark, this game on Sunday marks Doug Peterson's sixth postseason game as a head coach. His teams have never been favored. They are 4-1 and one straight up and 5-0 and against the spread, guys. This spread has been going back and forth. I saw it up to two. The last time I checked just a little while ago, it was one and a half. I don't care if it's one, one and a half. I don't care if it's two. I'm taking the Eagles, taking the point and a half, or the two points, taking them to win. 
Carson Wentz is playing some of the best football of his life right now. I think everybody's seen the stat. He's the first player in NFL history to throw for 4,000 yards and not have one receiver with over 500 yards receiving. It's almost like it doesn't matter who's out. It doesn't matter who's out there. He's just playing well, well, well above the board right now. Um, as far as the over/under, the last time I saw it, it was 46. Um, the total has hit the under in each of the Eagles' last six home games. So I think the under is absolutely the play here uh, in this game. And that's how I'm going, guys. I'm taking the Eagles. Give me the point and a half or the two points or two and a half, whatever it ends up being. Eagles to win. Eagles to win straight up. And give me the under. Cinderella story is over, my friend. The Seahawks have won eight of their last nine road games against NFC East opponents. The Seahawks, who raised the flag at the home, at their home stadium with the number 12 because they're dominant at home. Seahawks are seven and one away this year. Seven and one away. The Eagles are only five and three at home. Russell Wilson, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions, over 4,100 passing yards, you know, in the running for MVP, if not for uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, I just, I, the Seahawks, I think they probably should have won that game last week against the 49ers. Um, They've covered the spread in each of their last five games against the Eagles. I love the Seahawks in this game. I think the Seahawks are probably going to win by probably a touchdown in this game. So I'll give the point and a half, and uh, I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. Back to what we were talking about as far as like bias with teams. You know, I hate the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan. So part of me wants the Eagles to really lose this game. But one important thing we really haven't touched on is momentum going into the playoffs. The Eagles seem to have momentum. Uh, on paper, it doesn't look like they should really win this game. I feel like they're going to find a way, right? I, I think, you know, the, the part that has me torn is that it's really going to be Russell Wilson versus the Eagles secondary. Like, that's going to be a big part of this game. Will they be able to stop Russell Wilson? I don't know. Um, but Carson Wentz has been resilient. Like John, the stat you threw out there, just, you know, no receiver has over 500 yards. They just keep finding ways to win. And I just feel like the Eagles are going to find a way to win this one. So I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah, one other thing too. I mean, I talked a little bit about how the Eagles have been devastated by injuries and have still have overcome that. They really have. The Seahawks are now facing some injuries of their own. Um, they've lost their top two running backs. Carson is out. Penny is out, as we know. Jadavion Clowney might also be out this week. Um, so, JT, I hear you. I can't argue with any of the numbers you threw out there. Um, but I've just got a feeling here the Eagles are not going to lose this game. So, you know, we'll see what happens. We shall see. All right. Uh, I think, John, you're going to lead us off on the, uh, the last game that we're going to um, analyze this week, which is Buffalo-Houston. So lead us off. Yep, I'm ready to go. So the Buffalo Bills playing at the Houston Texans. Buffalo's had a really great season. They've really uh, impressed me this year, you know, 11-5 and five on the year. Uh, Buffalo is getting three points right now. It's wavered between three and two and a half over the last day or so. So right now they're getting three on the road at Houston. And I tell you, as soon as I looked at this game, I was like, you know what? 
I think I want to take Buffalo here. The Bills are 9-5-2 and two against the spread this year. They're 6-0-2 oh, on the road against the spread. That's number one in the league. They're 6-3-1 against the spread outside of their division. On the other side of things, the Texans, 2-6 and six against the spread at home. That's good for fourth worst in the league. I love Deshaun Watson. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I think that Texans team has a lot of talent. But I tell you what, every time I see that Buffalo team, they impress me. The defense plays great. They play great team defense. And Josh Allen can just make enough big plays to keep them in games and win games. Buffalo, as far as, as, far as defense goes, number two in, in points allowed per game. And Houston is only 14th in points per game on offense. I don't like that matchup at all for Houston. I'm taking Buffalo. Give me the points. Again, I don't care if it's two and a half or three. I've already taken them at two and a half, so I was pissed off when I looked at it today and saw that it went to three, but I'll take it either way. Um, The over-under in this game is 42. The over-under has hit the under in five of Buffalo's last six games and six of Houston's last nine games. More of the same here, guys. I'm taking the under, and I'm taking Buffalo and the points on the road. This is a game that I don't really like. Um, I, I just, I don't know which way this game is going to go. I can tell you this, though. I don't trust Bill O'Brien. I think that he's not a great NFL coach. I think he's never gotten the maximum out of his teams since he's been at Houston. I love Deshaun Watson. I think DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best receiver in the league. Um, but the Bills have something going. Um, they, you know, they didn't play their team against the Jets, so you really don't know um, how they were coming into the end of the regular season. But I thought they played the Patriots pretty well at the end of the year. And uh, if I had to lean one way, I'd probably lean Bills, um, and I'll take those points because I just don't have a whole lot of faith in the Texans. I mean, the Texans played, you know, in the latter part of the season at home against the Denver Broncos and got shellacked with a rookie quarterback um, in uh, Drew Locke. So, you know, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Houston. I don't like their coach. I think their their I think their team, from a talent perspective, is good. Um, J.J. Watt's coming back to play, but, you know, he's coming off of an injury. He hasn't really practiced much, so I'm not really sure what kind of impact he's going to have on, on the game. But if I had to lean, although I'm probably not going to bet the game at this point, um, I'd lean Buffalo for sure. Yeah, I think I mentioned it earlier in the year. Buffalo offense reminds me of a lot of the, the Ravens, except with less talent, right? Like, Josh Allen is not right. Lamar, um, it's just nowhere close, but it's the same kind of like, you know, heavy run focus. They just grind out the yards, grind out the points by the end of the game, you know, their defense shuts down the opposing team and they usually wind up winning. Right. And I think it's kind of the same thing here. Uh, I think the bills have been pretty consistent. And when I think bills, I also think under every time. So interesting stat there, John, uh, I like the bills and I also like the under in this one. Yeah, and I just feel like they've got some mojo working here. I think both of you guys, both of you guys, kind of alluded to that. Um, Buffalo's performed well on a big stage. You know, had they had the national game against the Cowboys and had maybe their their best game of the year on the road. I'm expecting more of the same. You know, I don't think Buffalo's going to run all over the Texans, but I'll definitely take the three the three points, and I would take the Bills straight up as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think the Bills have played bad in any game this season, if I can remember. Um, I think every game's been pretty close. They've won, you know, way more games than I think anybody thought they were going to win. But I think Sean McDermott's a better coach than Bill O'Brien, and I think, you know, given the fact that the Texans got blown out at home against Denver. I, I just can't trust Bill O'Brien, and I think McDermott's probably going to outcoach him. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Buffalo won the game. Um, it's only a three-point line, so, uh, you know, give me Buffalo in the three. But, again, it's a lean, not a like. What about props for this one? You know, look, uh, I'd like I don't to know see Singletary top. as far as yeah. props go this week. Yeah. I think, you know, if he's if over 60 yards, that's a bet I'm taking right there. Is that is that the prop line on him this year? This week? I don't think it's out yet, but you know he's been in that range, sixty to seventy ish. Over sixty three and a half. Taking it right now. Yeah, that's a easy one. Yeah, I like that. And um, Singletary over twenty and a half receiving yards. I have to think about that one. Yeah, I generally don't like the running back recept- receiving. Uh, I think it's just you know very it fluctuates a lot. Essentially, I think yeah. Give me the rushing yards though. How about Cole, what else you got? Cole Beasley over four and a half receptions? Could be a good one. Getting back to uh, Mike's, I don't like uh, <laughs> uh, running backs as receivers, uh, over two and a half Singletary receptions. So I like that one. I think two and a half is, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. I like uh, Singletary with over on the receptions and over on the rushing yards. Yeah. Interesting how they have no props on uh, – DeAndre Hopkins, although against that Bills defense, I'm not sure that I would even take any of those. It's sort of a hit or miss sometimes. You know, we could circle back to some props in the other games. We kind of flew through those for all our listeners. Yeah, I mean, I had Derrick Henry at over 90 and a half. That's what I liked. Uh, I, didn't, I looked at the other ones. I didn't really like any of the other ones, unless you guys did. I mean, I like Jared Cook, but I don't know if that's out yet. Um, if it's over – you know, 45 yards receiving. I like that bet. Uh, Jared Cook. You, you're talking receiving yards? Receiving yards, yeah. I could see him doing, you know, four for 65 in this one. 52 and a half. It's right there. And good value, minus 112. So, all right. Michael Thomas over 104 and a half. Mm, not sure about that one. Over wait, over four and a half. Say that again. Over a hundred and four and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. What about receptions? Receptions. He's been consistent nine receptions a game, except for last week. But you know, last game of the season. Eight, eight and a half. See, I think you got to take that. Cooks three and a half. Mm-hmm. Cooks three and a half, maybe. Yeah, like I said, four for four for sixty-five. I like those. I don't. Michael Thomas lives over 100 yards. I don't know. That's also a good point. Yeah, and it looks like the um, the full prop slate is not out for Eagles uh, Seahawks. It looks like uh, Sunday game. It'll probably come out tomorrow. Yeah. All right. All right so uh, tracks of the week. Track that I heard uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, still on my playlist, still playing it often. A track called Spinoff. By Radeon Six and Davy Asprey, trancy track, where I heard a little of that sort of darkness from you know sort of an Arkham Knights kind of uh, vibe. Uh, still has that sort of synthy trance. It's about a 136 BPM, but it's a banger. 
That's my track. Oh, if you had one word to describe the track, JT, what would it be? Hmm. One word. Dark. Nice. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go next here. Um, listen, lately I've been checking out this track. You know, have you ever, like, either put a, put together a playlist or downloaded some tracks or, or, or something like that? And there's a track that just kind of slips by you, but then you, you hear it again later on and it just captures your attention, right? That happened to me recently. I was putting together a playlist earlier this month and there's a track called Do It Again. Great title, right? Do It Again by a producer called Dylan Nathaniel. It's on Sola Records, S-O-L-A. And I put together a playlist um, and I thought the song was okay. That's why I chose it. But then I was in the car and the bass line dropped on this song and I almost had to pull over. I was nodding my head so hard. The bass line on this song just absolutely knocks. It's a tech house song, you know, very much my, you know, house tech house uh, style that I've just been loving over the past, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. Um, but do yourself a favor. This track is available on Spotify. Just search, do it again, Dylan Nathaniel, just like it sounds and do yourself a favor. Don't just listen and listen to it on some crappy ear pods or something like that. Wait until you're in your car and you can turn it up and really feel the bass when the bass drops on this song. You will not be sorry. It's a great, great track, and I highly recommend it. said do it again i thought razor and guido taking this that's old what i school. thought too <laughs> but no very nice very nice yeah i've kind of been on a, a juna beats kick recently you know great label i think they you know release a lot of great stuff uh mostly tech trance but i'm going a little bit old school you know this track came out uh 2015 atlas jason ross one of my favorite tracks off of juna beats uh just listened to it again this week and just said, you know, this track is just, you know, timeless. It's my track of the week, bringing it back. bring it back very very nice choice I, I also really really love that that track if memory serves i think i used that as an intro for a mix that never got finished some years ago but i tell you what jason ross is awesome saw him at electric zoo two years ago he's coming back around in february guys wager wager uh, night out to go see jason ross I say let's do it listen i told you guys before i downloaded the track known you before that i had heard a while back Heard it again, and uh, yeah, he's, he teamed up with Seven Lines on that track. It's a great track. 
Yeah. Nice vocals in the beginning. So great episode this week, fellas. Uh, great analysis on all of the games. And uh, good luck to everyone out there who's going to be placing their bets uh, based upon our analysis. And uh, guys, good luck. Great. Let's rage. Raged. <laughs>